Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Tillage farmers are generally one of the best groups in farming to adopt new technologies. We only have to look at the use of new varieties, such as Jowo for BYDV tolerance, or new chemistries which are used for weed or disease control. Similarly with machines, as each year passes, new tractors and sprayers are coming with more technology. Precision farming is now not niche anymore, with more and more farmers deploying this on their machines. Over the course of the next few months, we will dip in and out of this area to have a look at some of these technologies and how they might be of value to farmers. I'll be joined through this journey by Craig England, who is a precision ag and machine control specialist working for Topcon Positioning Ireland, who will go through the basics of the GPS systems. Craig, you're very welcome to the podcast. Craig, I just first want to ask you about, you know, precision farming is can be practiced by most farmers out there in, in their own physical way. You might maybe give us an idea of what that might look like and then where technology can be deployed to help in that. Firstly, the precision farming that we would all have been uh, all know of is um, pasting out the fence post the same way as your spreader. This then will give you a visual aid on where to spread pass for pass. Going on from there then, you, it was generally common that a farmer be reaching out to the lever of the fertilizer spreader to increase and decrease rate depending on the poor parts of the field. But adding to that then, with spreaders becoming wider, it was a lot harder to see where your last pass was. So we see the entry level system GPS system came into play. So this was just a visual aid inside the cab you had entered the implement with, and now you have a line to follow, and this is all viewed from inside the cab. But then to add to that, then we've got the GPS system and the spreaders now talking to each other, which you've got auto section control plus rate control. This now we see a massive benefit in reducing fertilizer wastage on your headlands, like on your ins and outs and on your short ground. You don't have all this overlap or excessive fertilizer. We can generally see this when the crop is about to put out the head. We generally don't see much lodging now on headlands anymore because of this technology added together. Hmm. So look, there's there's certainly plenty of of of, of scope for it, especially with the uh, high fertilizer prices that are there. But we might just step back maybe a little bit, Craig, and maybe look at those precision tools, the GPS guidance, and maybe you might outline the basics of how they work, and then I suppose how automated it is for the farmer in the tractor cab. All smartphones out there have got their own GPS system in it, but they're accurate to around five to seven meters. Then you can come down with that with a car GPS system and you're looking at three to five meters. But this is not accurate enough for the ag sector. So an ag system is made up of very few components. You have a a high gain antenna up on the roof that is talking to the satellites at every second. And then the monitor in the cab is doing calculations on its location every second, multiple calculations, and it's talking to multiple satellites, anywhere between 10 to 38 satellites at any one moment. And this gives us an accuracy down to 30 centimeters. Going on from there, then you're 
basic entry level system that mainly used. All you're adding is just the implement with, and you just have a visual guide in in front of you for your past to pass. Um, a big step we see with GPS systems is in relation to potato farmers. Normally the most experienced driver or the farm owner himself is doing the ridging of the potatoes. Now, it's not a complicated job, but it has to be done straight and the ridges have to be even. We find now if we add a, a GPS system with full RTK, auto steer system with full RTK, and let the um, less experienced drive the tractor, you now have the GPS giving you a lovely even ridge bed and the owner can go off and do other more important jobs. Okay, so look, you mentioned, Craig, a, a few bits and pieces there. One is the phone, which we all know about, and it's 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 kind of accurate. Um, and then you're getting down to the more accurate things. I think you mentioned 30 centimeters, and then you mentioned RTK as well. So I, I, I presume, look, there's a, there, there certainly are a number of services involved at all. Adults, some are free and some aren't. Um, but do you kind of, you know, what in, in terms of the services that are there that are, you know, in terms of all the satellites that are there, you might maybe bring us through the different levels that a farmer will be looking at, kind of from the free bit to maybe the most expensive bit, which I presume is the RTK. Yes. Um, so starting off, all of us have, with a GPS system have access to autonomous. And this means is it's talking to your GPS satellites, which are American-owned, you have GLONASS, which are Russian-owned, Galileo, which are European, and then you have a few Japanese and Chinese floating around as well. All these different uh, satellites are uh, just floating there. There is none of them in a fixed position. So this only gives us an accuracy of down to 30 centimeters. In Europe, we're very lucky. We have another free service, which is called EGNOS. This has two base stations that is covering the island of Ireland. And when your system is talking to one of these, this is talking to all the satellites and talking to the base station. This will give you a lot more accuracy down to 15 centimeters. Going on from there, then you've got a PPP correction and people might know this as star point, range point, RSF2. All these signals are coming from one satellite that is off the equator. These are all a paid subscription signal. And depending on what you spend, you're looking at uh, accuracy from four centimeters to eight centimeters. But this one satellite is fixed and follows the world around on the exact same position all the time. It's not floating like the other satellites. Then moving on from there, then the and people would know the name but mightn't understand what it does. You have RTK. There's two types of RTK systems. You have a base station, which is sending out a radio frequency. Generally, this only works in between five to 10K radius, and depending on how hilly the ground is. The farmer would bring the base station out to the field, set it up on a tripod in the corner of the field, and this will talk to the tractor and give you your two centimeter accuracy. This was mainly used in the UK as they would be ahead of us, but it would be classed as older technology now. 
Ireland skipped that declaration and went straight to RTK Ntrib. So when you're on this solution, you've got a SIM card in your uh, GPS on the tractor. This is talking to a website. That website then is talking to the nearest uh, fixed base station on the island. All these base stations are about 50K radius covering the whole country. And this is what gives you your two centimeter accuracy. But this is a lot handier because you don't have a base station going around the place. Um, and as long as you've got phone coverage, you'll have RTK signal within a matter of seconds. Okay, and for that RTK, Craig, is that it, it, you mentioned that covers the entire of, of Ireland, so anybody can use that, can they? Yes, yes, it's um, the RTK's Entrip solution is widely used on construction, even autonomous cars, and all uh, farmer solutions as well. Okay, so so to a degree, it doesn't matter whether you're using a I don't know, a, a, a class system or a, a John Deere system or a Trimble system or whatever other systems out there, they, they, they can all plug into that for, for a basic fee. Is that the way it works? Yes. And generally, this is all run by ordinary survey. Okay. And, and so when we come back to it then in terms of the kind of the, the free service and the, pace, the paid service, and I know you kind of went down through, you know, from kind of free service up to, to, to five meters all the way down to two centimeters accuracy. So is it fair to say that you kind of get what you pay for? Yes, but it depends on what you want the system for. Generally, the people that are running on a free-to-air service are the fellas doing bulk spreading or cultivation work that they're only going to be in the field for a very short period of time. So they're not going to get much GPS drift. So you'll it would be good and accurate for that job. Generally, we find the PP key um, correction services for the customers that are sowing grain. It is cheaper than RTK, but it still gives them a more accurate solution and they reduce their GPS drift throughout the day while they're in the one field. Going on from that then, we generally find the RTK customers would be the vegetable growers because they'd be doing multiple passes while putting in that one crop over a few days. So you might go ridging today and maybe in three or four days time, you'll go in and use another RTK system to sow the potatoes. So you want the tracks, you want all the ridges in the exact same spot. So this is why you use RTK, there would be no movement of the lines. Um, okay, okay, very very good. So we'll come back to that in a minute because obviously all of those have a bit of a cost associated with those, but we'll come back there in a second. But when you come back to a um, uh, what it looks like for the farmer in the in, in the cab, if you like, is it, it are they all very standard, or is there various different types of of looks, if you like, or interactions that the farmer has in the cab? Generally, the the first entry level systems we'd come across would be your light bar system. So it is simply a light bar up in front of the dash. You put in your implement width, and you the light bar will just tell you turn left, turn right, or center. That moves on then to big bright touchscreens and all manufacturers are nearly using these touchscreens that will record field boundaries. You can record all your field information. You can actually add chemical solutions as you're spraying into these screens. You can um, count acres for the contractor that's mowing silage to know what size the field is. 
you can then have multiple options then for your AB lines to follow. So your straight AB line, drop A in one corner of the field, drop B in the opposite corner, and now you have got a good uh, straight AB line to match across the field. Or we find a fellow with his small spreader wanting to spread his uh, 15 meters. He uses a last pass solution, so he'll drive or beside the ditch for the first pass, and then the GPS system will give them a new line to follow from then on across the field. Okay, so the lo- loads of different options in that. And speaking about options, then is there in, in terms of the that very basic system you kind of talked about? There's a there's a, an, an antenna on the roof. It's plugged into a screen in the cab, um, but that can be also plugged into the steering as well. Uh, and how does that work? I suppose first of all, and is there, is there, uh, I think there's a couple of different ways that might be used. But but secondly, uh, what sort of service do you need? Is it the free one, or is it the PPP one, or do you, do you need the RTK one? We generally find with the free services that um, those customers are normally doing a lot of bulk spreading or spraying grassland, and then also cultivation work on the ground or disking and rolling and just putting in cover crops, something that you're not looking for high accuracy. I do know many customers that are using the free service to even sow grain, but we would still recommend they use some kind of uh, ground marker or indicator inside the cab to tell them if they're going wide or narrow because you will get GPS drift throughout the day. So they might find after three or four hours that there might be a couple of inches of an overlap or a skip. So they just a couple of clicks, nudge the line and they're back working again. So uh, we, we talked a little bit about um, kind of the auto steer. Um, is it difficult to put that onto equi- uh, that equipment, onto tractors? When I started fitting auto steers uh, 10 years ago in Australia, the retrofit auto steer kits were always with a hydraulic valve block to make the tractor fully auto steer. This took, you would be lucky to have it done in two days between wondering where to get the pressure, the return of the oil, steering, trying to make up hoses, bury all the cables and hoses. Then when you're finished the installation with all that, yeah, it, it took two days to calibrate it. Then when I first fitted my first electric steering wheel, which was a number of years after that, I had it done within a day and I said to myself, what have I done wrong? There's something missing here. It couldn't be this simple. There, there was no comparison between the fitting a hydraulic system to electric steering wheel. So, so sorry, when you say electric steering wheel, you're bringing up the mechanics of that to actually maneuver the steering wheel in the cab rather than getting into the hydraulics, if you like, down somewhere in the bowels of the of, of the tractor. Yes. So the electric steering wheel is an uh, electric motor um, and we remove your own steering wheel and we put on this whole electric steering wheel with motor all in built. And now everything is turning inside the cab compared to the hydraulic valve solution we were just in turn just tapping into the left and right steering of the ram all externally okay so that's that's the way to go now as far as you'll be concerned in terms of that's the, the, the easy easy system and just hide a few cables and kind of uh, uh, set it up and away you go Yes, uh, definitely. Now, still need a trained person to do this because there's a small bit in the calibration side of it, but it has made it a lot, lot easier. Uh, you don't need specialized tools. 
Okay. So obviously the next end to that then is 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 when a farmer has some of those bits and pieces fitted out on the on the tractor, um, is putting the implements behind, such as a, a fertilizer spreader or or, or a sprayer. Uh, is that straightforward to plug those systems into to, to the new GPS systems in the cab? Yes. Um, well, in this industry, we like to use the phrase uh, plug and pray instead of plug and play. Right. Very good. It should be straightforward, but hasn't been until the introduction of Isobus implements. And what the Isobus implement is, is you just have your fertilizer spreader, but now there's an its own ECU on the spreader itself. So as long as you have an ISOBUS screen inside the cab, it can be supplied with a GPS system or be supplied on the tractor itself terminal, the spreader then will come up onto that screen. So in one case, you're after reducing all these screens, you can actually look out the right-hand side window of your tractor again, compared to a number of years ago, you had five, six, different monitors on the right-hand side door window from your spreader to your baler to sprayer. Well, the Isobus systems, it is a lot easier, but we still have a couple of issues. You might have to do a bit of messing around with software between updating and even backdating to get some things to communicate. Okay. It's getting better. And uh, would it be a case, Craig, that that's probably only for the newer tractors, tractors less than 10 years old, or, or some of the older tractors still be able to interact with that? No, a lot of um, customers now, because there's a lot of uh, manufacturers, they're able to supply kits to make any of your old tractors fully isobus. So it doesn't matter even if it's a 165 Massey, that can control a fully isobus fertilizer spreader or sprayer. The, this technology is here and is affordable for those older tractors. So you don't need to go away and be purchasing a brand new state-of-the-art tractor just to work these new implements. Okay. So look, we get down to the brass tacks now. In terms of costs, all these things do cost money. Um, and, and I suppose maybe you've just put it in these terms that, look, for a, for a, a, a reasonable tillage farmer, let's just say they're 200, 250 acres, um and uh, a gps system that's going to be fairly sufficient for them to kind of get out with um in terms of maybe hooking up to a fertilizer spreader or a or a sprayer what sort of money are, are they talking about the very first basic entry level system you're generally talking around 1300 uh, euro that just gives you you put in your implement with that will give you a visual aid on where to drive pass for pass uh, big solution there for tillage farmers and this is the one I was talking about previously we uh, any old tractor can be made fully isobus to control these newer spreaders or sprayers and you're looking at about 4000 for a sol- that solution that will give you full auto section control rate control it all depends on the limitation of the spreader or sprayer itself, but that will make any old tractor control those implements. Okay, and then then obviously you get into the more expensive kind of kit thereafter. Yes, then you're kind of then you are adding your retrofit auto steer solution. Um, you're generally starting at around uh, nine thousand. That would mainly be the customers that are doing a lot of bulk spreading, even using our biblical cards for slurry application and um, dung spreading just to give you your right weight or land cultivation ground. But then the, going to the bigger money, you're looking at full RTK systems like for your veg grower. 
Now, there's a lot involved in this, but you could be getting up to the 17,000 euro mark. But when you're talking this kind of money, you now have got a screen inside the cab that is making your tractor fully isobus. It will do rate and section control. You can do prescription maps as well for controlling the spreader for where to put out fertilizer at different rates. You're adding quite a lot. You have a lot of technology for that 17,000. A lot of technology in there, yeah. Okay, but sure, all these technology comes, comes, comes at a price. And speaking of price, in terms of support from TAMS, is there help there for, for somebody who wants to apply to TAMS to try and get some of these systems a um, bit of a grant on them? Yes, there are several options available under TAMS grant. The first one would be just a manual guidance system. That has to be just over about 2,000 euro starting off. Then you can go into a GPS system with your spreader and sprayer. And that's just giving you manual guidance to control the spreader or sprayer. There is two auto steer solutions in the TAMS grant, one for a full retrofit, so your electric steering wheel and giving you um, a free-to-air service to, for auto steer. Or if you have already got a steer-ready tractor that doesn't have uh, GPS yet, you can um, get the GPS system under the grant just for that tractor. But uh, one main one I'd like to recommend to customers is that if you've got a good, reliable sprayer, very happy with it, but doesn't have this technology, there is a retrofit grant to make that do auto section control and rate control. So I would strongly recommend talking to your local advisor and to us and see what your options are and see where it goes. I'm just going to ask you one last uh, piece, uh, Craig, because we're going to come back to this again in a few weeks' time again. But uh, you talked about the PPP subscription service that gives you that that little bit more accuracy in it. Can farmers jump in and jump out of that um, subscription service, as in maybe only use it between uh, August and you know the middle of October, the end of October, when the, 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 the planting season is on, and then revert back to the free one and normal tram lines thereafter? If you've got a free-to-air service on any maker model, you do have to get the paid subscriptions, you have to purchase either an unlock code or a hardware upgrade. Now, depending on what one of these services you want, you are talking between 800 to 5,000. But that is a once-off payment for those services. Once you have that paid, then you can order the subscription service then depending on the provider, either on a monthly or yearly service. So if it's a product that can be done monthly, you can just get it for the month or two months while you're sowing your grain in springtime and same then in um, for autumn sowing. So, and then swap back your system then back to free to air after that. Well, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. Craig, that's brilliant. Thanks very much for that. That really gives a good um, basis for the various different um, GPS systems and type of services and types of types of accuracy that farmers can get out there. So thanks very much for your time and hopefully we can come back and talk again in a few weeks time again about we'll, we'll look at spreaders I think next Craig. If, yes, if uh, most definitely. So that's it for the Tillage Edge and my thanks to Craig for joining me today. As always, if you have a suggestion about a topic you'd like to hear more about, then just drop me an email on michael.hennessy at chagas.ie or on Twitter at chagascross. We always want to hear from farmers and people in the industry about what interests them, so please do get in touch. 
Finally, don't forget, if you enjoyed this podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.